We rolling? We're rolling. We rolling everywhere? Oh, yeah. There you, maybe we'll keep that part in. Maybe we won't. That's, so that's the, that's the thing we do at the beginning to link up the video and the audio. Mm-hmm. The little clap. Never understood it. I always thought it was so stupid. And then was I, it just for show? I thought it was just so people would be like, all right, we're an official thing. Clack. Yep. You know? Yep. And I even had one of those things, a little clacker thing. Yep. That and you got I, from Universal Studios that probably. I got from, yeah. Yeah. And I realized, oh no, that's, oh geez. Okay, that's awful. Making music. I realized that's, uh, that's super important because you link up the audio and the video with that one sound mm-hmm. instead of how I did it, which was like take a bunch of words and try and link them up. It's really stupid. Would you just say the same word like potato and try to link up? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything. I would just like, just film something, record the audio and then go in and try to line it up. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that clacker thing is because you line up the moment where the clacker closes with the sound. Yes. Makes a ton of sense. Absolutely. Yeah, once you see it. Not just for show. <laughs> Welcome to the Nice Peter Podcast. It's intro music for the Nice Peter Podcast. It, it one job. <laughs> I freaked out, I'll be real honest. I, I was like, do I hit... Do I, do I press the space thing? Do I hit the keyboard mouse? Do I, you know? Yeah. But not, that, there was a lot of moments. Like, that is my one job. That's what makes that one job so hard. I'm not saying you only have one job. I'm, there was, I, I was really talking to the computer. We have this whole computer no, no, set that up. Was my, that was <laughs> my bad. I'm just, you know, I'm not trying to. I appreciate that you might want to move the blame, but that was completely on me. This is the first time we've used a sound cue. That was our first sound cue yes. here on the podcast. And it took... Many minutes to to set that up, to coordinate it, instead of going back. And it's funny, because the whole sound cue is just us going, which we could probably do. Yes, and we probably maybe should. It'd be fun for each one. Originally, the was like, oh, we'll go back and we'll record a a song here Mm -hmm. and put it in as the intro music to the Nice Peter podcast. And then it turned into the intro music to the Nice Peter podcast. I think it's beautiful and organic. Maybe we could get like a a little cassette player that sits in the middle. Just press play on it. So it, maybe that's terrible. I would like to... Dem- I think it's going to just take some getting used to. Everything does. Man. Yeah. Everything does. I'd like to demonstrate the official sound effect of the Nice Peter podcast. This is, if you're not watching and you're just listening, this was sent to us from a man in Scandinavia. Yes. In the mail. And it's a little terrifying skeleton thing. And it sounds like this. Which it's probably the worst sound ever. It's like a broken dog toy. Yeah. It sounds like a broken, sick, dying dog toy. <laughs> and if you could see it, if, if you're just listening and you can't see it, it's it's like this bloody skull and it's... Eye- maggots. Yeah. Eyeball maggots. Oh, it's, I never noticed that part. Oh, it's horrible. But, but fantastic. But thoughtful. So I don't know where this... There's two different lineages of time going on now. There's podcast time. Yes. And then there's the real world of time yes. where our podcast has started to be shared with people yes so we we've released the first two podcasts at, at this moment when we're making this one the idea here is that we're going to get a little bit of a head start so when things get crazy with the rap battles we'll still be able to put out podcasts so i don't know where you are listening in in real time mm-hmm. dante i don't know what time you're working on 
I could be anywhere. But I know that at this moment, we're responding to comments that were put on our first two podcasts. Yes. And they asked That's us. That's important to say. Yeah. Do you remember what they asked us? They want to know more about tour and just sure. tour stories, stories and general feelings and yeah, tour stories. I, I didn't come prepared with any stories. I, I mean, I know we went on tour last summer. Yes, we did. Two months. Yeah. One month across the United States. Yep. One month across Europe and all of its splendors. Yes. So let's tell some stories. Where do you start? God, that noise is that noise is tough. So that's the noise of the the hinges on these microphone stands that we have. You can make like a creepy horror movie soundtrack with them. Check it out. It's a really big bass string. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> two stories. Tour stories. Tour, where, tour, yeah. where do we start? Oh, gosh. Uh, okay, how about at the beginning when the van was dropped off? Sure. Okay. <laughs> this is a great place to start. So we, we rented this this van. We This was a big upgrade for us. We'd never done this kind of tour. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. I always toured with, with Ed, uh, my manager over in England, uh, in a car. Mm-hmm. We'd rent a two-seater. Yeah. You know? <laughs> a vehicle. A hatchback. Standard vehicle. Tops. And I toured in the United States in a Subaru hatchback. Yep. Um, so we rented this van we found online. It was a tour van with bunks in it, five bunks. And I guess I should have known that a van with five bunks in it is very big. Yeah. But, but I didn't. Well, I think you knew, but you were like, oh yeah, I could do that. I knew it was big. I, I didn't, oh, I didn't, exp- we're just bumping into things all over the place here. This is the bumpy podcast. It's, we, we, we also had to get a trailer because the van was maxed out it had five bunks a little living area the two seats for driving yeah, no storage no storage at all and so we rented this trailer so this van gets dropped off we walk around the corner to the parking lot and uh it's 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 larger than a it's whale massive. it is a, it's a whale's exact <laughs> word that was going it to like use. a blue whale at a museum yeah. when you're like oh my gosh that's big like wow yes. well i do like 24 feet long at least yeah I hear a cat crying in the distance. I'm sure it'll be fine. It it was a very big vehicle. And then the trail the vehicle was big. Yeah. And then the trailer was like an additional, I don't know, 400 feet. Something. It was massive. So big. And I've never driven anything no, like that. No, I've never driven anything larger than a, like a Saturn, <laughs> like my mom's Saturn car. That was, that was the largest car that came to your mind was a Saturn? I'm, I'm, from personal experience. Sure. Hey, that's what this is all about. I did. I did uh, drive a big van once for a job. Wasn't my car. All right, you drove an ice cream. Yeah, a big ice cream ice cream van. truck van. Yes, in your ice cream days. In my ice cream days. I still have a sheet of paper where we wrote out our business plan when we got the studio. Yep. And it, it included we were going to get by on five dollars a day, mm-hmm. uh, spending money, mm-hmm. ten dollars a day for food. Yep. You had to keep working ice cream. Yeah. And you had to start teaching guitar lessons. Yeah. No problem. I was ready to do. <laughs> Absolutely. And and here we are. Making a, a making a podcast. Uh, so I, I think actually, just sidetracking from the tour conversation for a moment, that's almost my favorite part about this, is that you know, we, we have a little analytics tool to see how many people listen to the first two podcasts. Yes. And it's the kind of numbers that used to get me so excited. It's like a real amount of people. It's the amount of people that I could see them in a room and be like, okay, mm-hmm. you're all here. Hello. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, when a rap battle goes out, it's like, uh, that's more people than vote. Hello. Yeah, that's more people than vote for things. That's just, absolutely. That's a lot of people. Wow. So, uh, th- that's exciting. Yeah. I like. I like that we're growing this from the start. So if you're if you're here and this isn't your fir- first podcast, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. 
if it if if you're returning, you know, here's this one's for you. Uh, you get it. So there's so this trailer pulls up, and we immediately start freaking out. I, I told I was like, we need to send it back. We've made a mistake. And we, we need to return send it this. right back because there's no way we're driving this. It was too big. Yeah. Uh, I I knew I actually looked in. I was like, what do we do? What, uh, can we return this? What do we do? This very strong woman. Yeah. So she looked like a police woman. What is her name? Yelsa. It was something <laughs> like that. Yelson. Yeah. Boris Yelson yeah. dropped off the van, and she she was she just she had the presence that you needed to drive a vehicle of this size. Yeah. Big strong arms. Yes. Big hairy strong arms. <laughs> and I I just felt underprepared. Yeah. Terrified. We had insurance, so that was all good. We really made a point of getting the right kind of insurance. Mm-hmm. So I figured if, but I didn't want to die in it. No, yeah, insurance doesn't make you experienced. It doesn't give you the frame that you need to drive a vehicle like that. No. And I think, I feel like frame is a big part of your ability to drive a large vehicle. But It'll, as it turned out, yeah, what a smooth ride. Very smooth. Like a big old little Saturn. Oh, it was a Mercedes vehicle. It drove, oh, our cat has joined the podcast. <laughs> Hello, Kitty. Cat cast. Uh, oh, both of them are here. Come yum, here. Yum. You want to make an appearance? Hold on one second. Just leave them. I, I don't like trying to grab cats. It, no, it seems dangerous every <laughs> yeah. time. They're very friendly. They're not going to bite or scratch or anything, but it just feels like you're forcing them to do something <laughs> against their will. So he's going to sit there by the baby piano. So we get in the van. We, we give it a try. Turns out smooth as can be. Mm-hmm. Turns are a bit wide. <laughs> it's like a four lane turn and then the trailer she, she just very nonchalantly was like okay watch out for the trailer swings wide uh keep an eye on it and good luck to you yep, <laughs> just gone. that's it and so we we just to drive it for, around the block to get back to in front of where we were loading in was terrifying yeah but we did it sure did and then by the end of the tour the van was all that mattered yeah it was our home it was my bedroom uh living room living room dining room i one night got a hotel room and i ended up leaving it to come back and sleep in the van with you guys because i just didn't i felt so alone yeah there's way too much space yeah so by the end of it we were we were backing that thing up going through toll booths no problem like a breeze yeah it just becomes a vehicle just becomes a vehicle you just know how big you are right you get used it's amazing how fast you get used to something you you start something out and it's terrifying and then all of a sudden, it's like you're home. Yeah. So that that's a story. Yeah, you got to dive in. You know, sometimes big things seem scary, and once you start to do them, they're just not that scary. Not, not as scary as it seemed like it was going to be. It's just that first drive. Not knowing how to do stuff is scary. That was terrifying. That first drive, though. Yeah. So then we picked up the British guys. <laughs> that's a good segue. It was a police yeah. helicopter. Yeah. Like overhead, there, there will be. Uh. So the guys on tour with us were a band called the Jackpot Golden Boys, mm-hmm. and they were kind of our roadies and our opening band. They were the, they were our uh, spirit animals, is what they were. Spirit animals definitely was on their job description, yeah. and our our tour manager Ed. Mm-hmm. So they're all from England, from the northwest of England. So ja- the Jackpot Golden Boys brought this sense of wonder and adventure to yeah. every moment. Everything was fascinating to them. Every time they used a dollar, it was kind of a hoot. You know, it's like every, every, all the gas was in gasolines instead of liters. Yeah. Gasoline. Uh, uh, Gallons. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, so they were just all smiles the whole yeah. time. Really unbelievable guys. Uh, Ed's a bit of a grumpier guy, but, but. Also, he shows it because to get Ed to crack a smile, oh, just shine a little bit of light. What a joy. 
it's like you can feel the amount of light that's underneath that's ready to burst oh, but he's a, a lot vol- of he's an active volcano on. active volcano of love he is. <laughs> so uh so we pick up the british guys and they've never driven on the right side of the road no and when I say right, I mean correct, because all of England is wrong. Yes, you're the only ones, guys. So they're not only driving this beast for the first time, because that was also part of their, their job was to help us drive. Mm-hmm. We had some 10-hour, 12-hour drives. Mm-hmm. So that was terrifying. So I'm in the back in the bunk, like trying to nap. You go over any wiggle, it's like, ah, I'm going to die. But uh, that was it. I remember the first time that they started like really driving, I believe it was somewhere in Montana, and just like, I'm going to be comfortable and uh or i'm gonna choose to lay down that was also when i believe i got sick on a protein shake of some sort ah yes and just like laying down in my bunk and seeing alex driving and seeing just 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 tall green mountains of like all around us yeah and and just hope for the best you feel good or feel bad i I was ready to die i just made peace with death and i laid down yeah i found jesus that way yeah Yeah. you told me about that yeah I'm, i'm not a particularly religious man um but i was laying in the back in the bunk and uh, I was freaking out, yeah. <laughs> afraid, afraid for my life and safety. And I started going through things to help me calm down. I was like, uh, let me think about this. All right, I thought about this. Let me think about this girl. Let me let me think about candy. Uh, I'll think about, I don't know. Candy's not a girl. I meant the actual sweet. Um, and I was like, oh, I wonder what, what it's like to imagine Jesus. Yeah. And I imagined, you know, the classic face that you have of Jesus with the the... You know, the beard. Hello, Peter. No, he didn't talk okay. to me. But I just imagined the face. That's all that happened. Mm-hmm. And I instantly felt calm. And I and I think that some, and they're welcome to, might interpret that as the, you know, the power, the power of, of, mm-hmm. of the belief. I, from a very scientific kind of approach to it, I was like, that's just a very calming presence. Whether, you're not, whether or not Jesus was or were not a miracle man, mm-hmm. the way he looks makes you feel better. Yeah. Just right off the bat. He's off to a good head start. Yeah. So whether or not you believe in Jesus, I get something that I'd never gotten before that moment I was terrified for my life. Yeah. That to think about that that visage has a calming effect. Absolutely. So I, fu- I found my own personal Jesus. <laughs> There's a song about that. Yes, I know. Uh, is Do you think part of it was, was it just the image or was it also what goes along with the image, which is like this concept of, everlasting life you're forgiven that's all is good no i didn't you're think loved i didn't think of any of that stuff it's i was just the man i was just not even just the man a face yeah no yeah. because if i had looked closer and seen the you know the, the wounds and stuff i might have gotten <laughs> i might start to get freaked out but yeah. i just imagined the face yeah and i found a sense of calm yeah uh, and that was the first time i've ever had that experience that's great i did like i said I'm, i have never never been a particularly religious forward person but i tried to approach it with openness and interest and i was like wow that's yeah. a it's an effective face yeah so that was that 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 was my finding jesus story. yeah every time i tell that story i get, i see this look on people like uh where are you going with this man no it's, but it, it, it has, happened yeah it happened totally yeah. happened um so there's a tour story yeah. uh what else you got uh so making peace with death and jesus <laughs> uh english people driving uh the right way those are really locked in right there um gosh I be, I had a profound appreciation for t- uh, truck drivers and transport in general, the transport industry. Like you don't think about the stuff that gets moved across the country to to be brought to you to so your life can function. But there are just thousands of truckers yep. all over the country bringing you everything you need in these gigantic vehicles. Yep. And 
you just don't think about it, especially when you get to like the the more rural farm towns where all the kind of slaughter and、uh, raising of animals is.、Too. Sure, there's like just trucks that go from fairly short distances carrying animals, but they're just stock full of animals. Yeah, and that's a hard job. We, and they smell terrible, horrible. But but yes, but that's there's just so many guys, people on the road driving these trucks, and you don't realize it until you shower with them. Yep, which we did. We lived with them. Sure, we showered amongst them.、Yeah. We barbecued with them. So we lived because we had this van with the bunks. We never had to get hotels.、Mm -hmm. So we stopped、uh, either like on rest stops, but sometimes we we'd go to truck stops,、mm -hmm. and you'd pay like eight dollars. Yep. To to get a place to park your vehicle, and you could plug in your little things. We had power, so we could watch. There was a little TV. We'd watch TV. You know, crack some crack some brews and、mm -hmm. and hang out、yeah. in our motorhome essentially. Yeah. And you'd wake up in the morning. And you'd just be surrounded by thousands of trucks, maybe、yes. not thousands, hundreds, many, hundreds, lots of them. But they're the way they're they're columned and set. Yeah, it feels endless. And there's people waking up. They're making their coffee. They're stretching. You go and there's the shower thing, and you pay and you get a private、yeah. booth. And、uh, it was amazing. Yeah, just to see that. And they have、uh, movie theaters. They yeah, have、um, those are mostly sad. Yeah, and you notice there weren't a lot of bars. You know, no. I don't. Well, I don't recall there being a lot of bars. They're, they're driving for a living. Exactly, but it, it's a very conscious. Sure. No booze here. Yeah. There's stuff to keep you awake. I support that. There's yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Totally. Caffeine. But, yes. I don't want to see bars at a truck stop. But I feel、stop. like you you get the concept of a truck stop, and there's like guys with beers. Kind of. It's like、uh, kind of that vibe. I don't get that vibe. I get the coffee vibe. Like Dumb and Dumber. Those guys having beers and stuff. You know. I feel like that's maybe a, a misconception. Honestly, when Dumb and Dumber Two, Dumber and Dumberer Two, or what,、mm -hmm, whatever, when the newest Dumb and Dumber came out, I I wiped all memory of Dumb and Dumber. Did you see it? I don't, no, I did not.、Uh, me neither. I I pretended it never existed. When I'm I was, okay with that. I saw like one preview. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna forget this movie ever happened.、Yeah. Both of them, all three of them, because there was another one. Yeah, there was a middle one, Dumb and Dumberer, with like other people. Yeah, younger versions, I think. Yeah, man. Yeah, I can't do that. That's bad. So there's another story. Living amongst the truckers was、yeah. incredible, and then seeing them how they clean their trucks, how they take care of their trucks, sure, how they have to handle these just behemoths,、yeah. and how they handle them with such grace. Do you grace. remember the time you tried to back up the van into this one spot, and it took you, I think, forty five minutes, <laughs> and the whole truck stop was watching you, and the the combination of embarrassment in your face and the joy. And all of ours watching you, like, no, I got it, I got it, I got it. Oh, damn! And then you'd have to come <laughs> all the way out because when you back up a vehicle with a trailer, the trailer goes the opposite way that you're turning. That you think it's like counter. Yeah, you turn left, the trailer's eventually going to go right. Nope. Yeah. Nope. If you turn right, trailer's going to go right. If you <laughs> turn, if you turn left and back up, the trailer's、yeah. eventually going to go right. Trust me on this one, bro. Yeah. This is why you spend forty five minutes in trucks. When you back up a trailer, okay. When you turn right, the trailer goes right. That's what's weird. That I mean, we can, yeah, it does make sense, doesn't it? It does. That's why I had that problem. It just completely right. <laughs> After a month, you refuse to accept this into your bones. <laughs> <laughs> But it was a rite of passage. Yeah, you know, I, I needed to be embarrassed publicly in the daytime in front of all those truck yeah people. It was incredible. Yeah. Was, I don't think it. I mean, I think when we pulled up in like the purple 
tour van with the neon lights, we were already embarrassing to the, the real yeah, truckers. Absolutely. I, I want to call them transport masters or something, some other title. Because trucker people, trucker, truck men, trucker truckers. Pe- trucker people has some insult to exactly. it. Exactly. Well, these, are, these are transportation masters. Okay. I, I don't think anyone says trucker people. Well, I'm trying to make do for when I call everyone trucker people. I, I support you on transport masters. Yeah, transport Tr- masters. Transport wizards. Transport wizards masters. are great. They might, they might not be into wizards. Higher calling of uh, movement. Transport lords. Lord, <laughs> lords of transport. Lords of the transport. Lords of the transport. They were incredible yeah. people that we lived amongst. Yeah. And uh, then we went to, is this whole podcast going to be about tour stories? Is that... I mean, wh- why not? There are a lot. And we, a lot. This is, we can probably do two or three podcasts. Yeah. So this is in direct response to some requests we got. Yep. This, this is on the nicepeter.com comment section of the podcast. Yes. So if you leave a comment, we'll take it to heart. Yeah. So uh, do you remember when we camped? And it's interesting because oh. none of these are about the actual shows. God, I know, but, but this might be a separate podcast. Right. So we camped in outside of Portland and Everything you can possibly imagine being beautiful about a campsite, this place was. Yeah. And first we went to this little grocery store that I don't think had replaced their food since Kennedy. Like, <laughs> it, it these hot dogs were like, I, I don't even understand yeah. what, 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 where they were from. I think I picked up a can of baked beans with years of dust. Yeah. Just, I had to blow dust that, off. Of that's it. what it was, was the immense dust on it that's not what you want to see on a grocery store no. uh so we we bought this food first and we're like i don't know i guess we're gonna do this we bought some onions but then in our campsite we found these sold little meats and vegetables mm-hmm. so we ended up buying those getting rid of the wrinkly old potatoes <laughs> getting new potatoes so we chopped up all the meat and put it in all the potatoes and all the carrots yeah. we got some olive oil and some salt and some pepper and some garlic and we put it in these tinfoil balls yeah. and we lit a fire and we roasted the tinfoil bricks yeah. in fire and then put some hot sauce on them and had tortillas cats crawling around our knees so great cat was just lay, laying on my foot like basking oh, like cleopatra yeah. no they, they get real romantic so we we cooked these just delicious bricks of yeah. food and then they sat within us as bricks of fart fuel yeah it's dis- it disgusting for our bodies <laughs> for five days five dudes cramped up in a van just just full processing of, full of meat and onions it was amazing it's amazing it's amazing how close you get to to a group of people when you're crammed in one space yeah we should do it more often as people i think we get so isolated from each other because we don't have to go through anything together yeah and whenever you do anything hard with someone else you come out closer yeah anything yeah we should just get together and do challenging stuff I think uh, for me, that's camping and well, in general, you right. know, even hanging out with people around a campfire when you have like nothing else to do, you can't really go off and avoid them or avoid a conversation. Right. The only thing to avoid the conversation is to stare at the fire, which is and still lovely. It's like the best intermission you can like, imagine. It's almost like meditating. Kind of. Yeah. It's great. So that was cool. Portland was cool. Every place we went was pretty cool. It really was. Uh, I like, I, you know, never thought I'd visit Oklahoma. Or Kansas. Tulsa, whatnot. Oklahoma, turns out, is one of the cooler cities. 100%. Had never been there. The arts district we were, we were hanging out in. I wonder if there's anybody from Tulsa, Oklahoma listening right now that's like, woo! I hope so. Um, but th- I guess we'll keep it to American stories for this one. On a later podcast, I don't know what time it is, I don't care. Yeah. But on a later podcast, we can, we can talk about the rest of the world. Because uh, we did have some crazy adventures in Europe. Sure did. But I want to get started.
how much do you feel comfortable talking about your driving experience in New York City? Oh, I mean, I don't want to brag the entire podcast. But it got deep. It got, you got, you like oh, conquered yeah. some, okay, some childhood totally. stuff. Yeah, and, we can go, we can go all the way. Yeah. So, so Dante was, was driving through New York City in this giant van and he really drove the crap out of it. I knew having lived in New York City that if I was going to drive in New York City, I had to drive like every other person who cut me off and, uh, and almost killed me. Sure. That's the kind of position you have to take if you're going to make it through New York City. Yeah. So I entered that with just no timidness. And at this point, we had driven from California to New York. Yeah. So had a lot of driving underneath our belts. Right. And I just plowed through that city. Like, no problems. It was a Taking lefts all the time. Just uh, harrowing tight passageways. Sure. I'm first. Just, I am first. I don't care who you are unless you're a bigger vehicle. <laughs> I am first. And I can feel the... Emotions, oh, awesome. emotions surge in you right now. So, you know, I've known you for a long time. People out there, I don't know if they get an impression of you as a particularly aggressive guy. <laughs> I, I've never known you as like an aggro dude. No. But on this drive, something came out of you. Yeah. And you became a master of transport. Yes. And you, you didn't let anybody give you any, 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 any bull. <laughs> you know? and, uh, and it was amazing to watch. We oh. got this all right. It's okay. Great cat's doing stuff. He's, is he modeling for everyone? I don't know. If you're not watching the podcast and just listening right now, my cat has put himself in one of those perilous places where you can't help but watch because it looks like he's about to break something. Kitty, yeah, you're, what are you doing? I know you can't talk. Gosh, you look so much older. I remember when you were just a babe. Uh, up so fast. Anyway, so yeah, that was that was just an interesting experience for me to see you transform. Yes, and uh, so the deep childhood thing, I guess. Hey, I think I was getting out of emotional thing in me with like my father hating to drive in New York City, and was like just would detest going to any kind of cities just because of the traffic, and you know, and it would that that'd be the default setting for why you don't go to a city. Sure. And here I am in probably a very perilous situation. Yeah. Uh, like just asking for harm to come my way, so to speak. For people's which lives is on the line. Not true. Yeah, people's right. lives on the line. Sure. Property damage all around me. Sure. Um, and uh, I had no Fs to give that right. day. And I knew I would be fine. And I knew you had to just grab it by the balls if you're going to do it. Sure. And uh, it was just a very freeing experience to have that opportunity. But what a powerful moment for us is, as men. Yes. Whenever we conquer something that our, our fathers struggled with. Yes. And I think that's, that I was waiting for you to bring it up. No, no, I, and you should, because I don't know how to quite say it. Well, that was what I watched happen. Yeah. And it was so powerful. We all, you know, we grow up as boys. Our fathers are, you know, if they're in our lives, they're, they're the man we're mm -hmm. learning from. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first time I ever beat my dad at a race. Mm -hmm. I felt terrible. Yeah. I, I've been trying to, I had been trying to beat my dad at a race for years. I don't know what that light means. Five minutes. Five minutes until what happens? We have to do a little switch of the we, card. We switch the camera. Okay, we can we can talk openly. I don't know. But now I know. Now I know the yeah. the light means five minutes. So uh, when I beat my dad at a race, you know I've been trying to beat him. Mm -hmm. When I beat him, I felt so bad because I don't know why. It was like you want to beat your dad, but you don't actually want to beat him. No. And it was so interesting and powerful for me to watch you overcome one of your father's challenges. Yes. How deep? Yeah. But I didn't feel bad. <laughs> no. I felt, I felt like uh, I wish he was there next to me to be like, check it out, man. It's, like New York City is not going to eat you alive. 
everyone here isn't an asshole. Right. You just have to do, do it. it. Right. Yeah. And you did it. And, you know, if he was sitting next to you, he might have been freaking out yeah. for you. And it might have been worse. If he could have just been watching a videotape, that might have been great. What I loved is when, you know, your father came to that show that night. Mm-hmm. And I expected you to do like, you know. Yeah. I don't know what you say to your dad. I almost said, suck it. That's totally inappropriate. Uh, but I expect you to rub it in his face a little bit to be like, oh, I drew, you know, yeah. I, I conquered that city. But you didn't. You were just like, oh, yeah, you know, it was hard, but I got through it. You were really humble about it. It was cool. Yeah. You worried about the cats? I'm a little bit. That might stop the recording. Let me, let me grab let's, it. Let's pause for a second. Be right back. If you're listening, Gray Cat is all over the camera right now. He is the star of the show. It's not a Gray Cat podcast. I'm I'm trying to see if I can get him to play with the terrifying skeleton toy. Can you come here and purr for us, bud? Let's get a purr in the microphone. I do love having cats. I've noticed. Oh gosh, I love having cats. You're a, you're definitely a cat guy. Well, I had cats all growing up. Mm-hmm. I really think I learned how to love from cats. Yeah, I learned how to be fearful and hate because of cats. Ironically. <laughs> all right. No, I I had some. Uh, I had a cat at a at that awkward thirteen year old time, you know, wasn't getting along with the ladies so well. Yes, wasn't. I didn't. You know, my my parents were very supportive. wasn't the most affectionate household mm-hmm. in the world. wasn't a wasn't a huggy mm-hmm. huggy house. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of physical affection going on in my life, but I had my cat, and uh, I just I learned. I don't know. I, my cat opened my heart in a way. My cat, Tiger, God rest his soul. R.I.P. Right. There was a cat that was, uh, I was eight years old. I was outside playing, and then a cat approached me from the outside lands. And I was like, oh, kitty. And I was like, oh, what do you do for cats? Like, you get them a bowl of milk. Sure. Got a bowl of milk. Put the bowl of milk down. Kitty's looking for a bowl of milk. I was like, this is so great. I was like, kitty, reached out to kitty. Kitty just, yeah. Yeah. Scratches all across my forearm. Sure. Bleeding. And then runs away. And I We thought you were trying to take his bowl of milk. Yeah, well, I'm eight years old. Sure. So in my mind, cat equals devil equals can't be trusted, can't trust anything that looks like a cat. <laughs> so instead of learning the lesson I was don't eight. take food from cats, you learned cats are devils. No one told me don't take food from cats. The cat did. Yeah, but as an eight year old. Hey man. I'm showing compassion towards an animal. Yeah. I'm feeding an animal. And then I didn't try to take a, I didn't try to take anything from it. Oh, from, as an eight-year-old, you I'm just went to pet him. Yes, got trying it. to got it, got befriend it. the cat. Yeah, it's important. I think that I grew up with cats, so I learned at a very. You just don't touch them when they're eating. You don't yeah. touch dogs when they're eating. The yeah. cat is now just chilling on the podcast table. That's great. That's great. It's awesome. It's kind of a perfect look. I hope he's in the shot. Yeah. I don't know if he is or not. Is he? Great. So if you're if you're just listening at home, uh, I wish I could get some purr sound for you because they have good purrs he actually um he drools this one which is slightly weird for a cat i think what prompts it do you know he's got a i think it's a nursing thing he likes mm-hmm. to you know i don't know if he's separated from his mom too young or what but like he's he doesn't get real cuddly but when he gets cuddly it's intense he comes right up gets into your neck he loves to do the little I'm making biscuits on your flesh thing. Which Mary told me is a sign that like my mommy left me Yeah, thing, which uh-huh. is really cute. I'm really sad, but still a very cute little affectionate thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cute. You should definitely try to get a cat with mommy issues because they're the best. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, he's he's hanging out here. Glad to have him. I think he's gonna fall asleep. Yeah, they're just so sweet. Yeah, it's regal. Yeah, very. I well. respect cats. Oh, not a lot of people do. Yeah. Why? Why do you respect them? Because they attacked me once as a child. Okay. But now getting closer and knowing that they're not just savages. So your fear eventually turned into respect. Yes. That's so classic, man. Yeah. That's like military training techniques. Yeah. You get people to fear you and then then they respect you after you stop hurting them. Mm-hmm. I've been reading a lot about the military. Which, uh, what, yeah, what, what you reading? What's, what's, what about? I just wrote a little blog post about this. I'm reading about the Allied invasion of Italy. Okay. Uh, from Africa? They, they went from North Africa. Mm-hmm. Over to Italy. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, I, I wrote this down, and this is what it boils down to in my mind. There was hundreds of thousands of men with their guns pointing forward. Mm-hmm. All kinds of guns. Big guns, small guns, all pointing forward. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to say we, because I live in the United States, mm-hmm. just basically ran right at them, essentially. It's an island. The Italian army? The Italian army folded pretty fast. <sighs> so when they landed in Sicily... The Italian army was the main defender and we came up, but the Italian army, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like the Italian army did their thing in Roman yeah. times. Yeah. They're a little over it. Yeah. They conquered the world already. Sure it's did. like, yeah, it's not that great. Honestly, then everything falls apart. I think they learned that you can go a lot farther with making great food and, uh, and a super powerful sexy. religion. Oh, yeah. They did that for a while. They dabbled in religion, but the wine and the cheese and the sex, definitely a great way to live. Yeah. Okay. So, Allies came in, took over Sicily, but the whole time it was basically men going forward towards guns and knowing uh, some, some of us are going to die. In a line? Not a line. It wasn't like British. Yeah. The times. I mean, the British were there. I'm not saying, I meant like, uh, you know, like revolutionary war times. So D-Day kind of feels like a line to me. That's, that's kind of what I mean. Yeah. It was a lot of amphibious assaults uh-huh. and assaults on high ground where mm-hmm. it's like, there's a bunch of people defending a place with guns. We're going to keep going until we get them out of there. And it's unbelievable. And people made, like, every level was incredible. The dudes in the front risking their lives, watching a dude get shot next to you and just being like, gotta keep going instead of like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. Yeah. You couldn't freak out like that. You just couldn't. So those dudes, amazing. What bravery. I've never experienced anything like that. Never will. Yeah. The guys ordering them be like, go towards the guns. They're not heartless, soulless creatures. They know that their orders are going to make some of them die. Yeah. They have to kind of live with that, but it's got to be done. What are you going to do? It's crazy. It's obviously a lot more complicated than that. Yeah. Yeah, but, I know. But it, it's like a giant game of King of the Hill, but with big guns. But yeah, but you die at the end. And no fear. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, did you see Fury? I did. Um, what'd you think? I loved Fury. I love World War II. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a fascinating subject to me. Uh, Fury's a little different because it's about a time when like the war was kind of over, right. yeah. but Germany wasn't into it. Yeah. I, if you're out there and you're in Germany, I would love to talk to you about this sometime. I'm so fascinated by what it must be like to hear these stories and be like, that's my country that you're talking about. But to me, it's like a totally different place, yeah. time. America has a fair share of things. Yeah, we go, that's my, yeah, oh, I man, guess, that's my country. Yeah, we, we about. talk about slavery and being like, oh, damn, yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, so I guess, yeah, we've all, we've all done yeah. our things. Yeah. So yeah, Fury was good. Yeah. I like it. They used actual tanks. It's awesome. Interesting. Didn't know I mean, I guess that would make a lot of sense. Segwaying back to tour. Yeah. Germany's one of my favorite places to play. Sure is. It's one of my favorite places to visit. Yeah. It's incredible. Berlin is my favorite city. 
I want to live there. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf became a Christian. Shia LaBeouf, so actually his character. Yeah, because he wanted to learn how it was to like fully submit himself to a higher power and like not worry, and so through that he actually became a Christian. Wow. Wow. Shia LaBeouf, man, kicking ass in my opinion. Really turned it around. Yep. Went absolutely nuts, and then was like, "I'm going more nuts." Yeah. And then was like, "I'm going more nuts," and putting bags on my head. And then he came out on Ellen and was like, yeah, I went real nuts. It was really weird. I was in some bad movies. Everybody hated me. So I figured I'd let him say it to my face. Yeah. And that's incredible. Yeah. Really courageous. Kind of. Yeah. And he was really good in Fury. So he, he won me back over. I used to make fun of him. Did you I see did. him in that uh, See Ya? Saya video? See Ya? No, he was such a dork. I hate that guy. I'm just kidding. I was making fun of Shia LaBeouf again. Okay. No, he. I, I. I. I was really impressed by the way he turned himself around. Yeah. In 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 my mind's eye, so that was our cameraman Derek, uh, telling the Shia LaBeouf story, and the cat is just taking over the podcast. Yeah, it's trying to get my water. It will not. Maybe I, next time we won't. Fool let, me twice. That's, is that the word? No. Fool me. Fool me once. You just quoted George W. Bush instead of. Well, perhaps that was on purpose. All right. So maybe next time we won't let the cats in. Sorry, I love cats, but that's so interesting. Do you know how far you've come in your relationship with cats in just these yeah, well, few months? They've been closer to your life. That's all it's took. Taken. It's amazing. Yeah. So just like just like the van, what seems like because you used to, your allergies used to go crazy. Yep. But eventually you expose yourself, and I'm sure that's not the same with some people. Yeah. I've always wondered people with peanut allergies. Ooh. Yeah. Like what that must be like. Something that if you accidentally eat it, you can actually die. I don't have any of those. I'll get like sneezy. So that's what I wonder what the difference is. Because here I am totally physically reacting to cats. I don't think it's in my brain or anything no. like that. And I can hang out with them for extended periods of time. And I, I'm just not, I don't have the same symptoms. Like a little bit at the very end of the night, I'll have a little bit like, oh, I guess I was hanging out with cats feeling, but not like a, my eyes would you, close you, up. You, would, you look miserable. Yeah. So maybe if you meet someone with a peanut allergy, just shove a peanut butter cup yeah. in there. Mouth. Like, hey, man, it's it's all in your head. No, I don't think that'll happen. You can get past it. I think they'll die, and I don't want anyone out there to be thinking they should <laughs> shove a peanut butter cup. In you know what's weird about cats is they show you their butthole a lot. I was just looking at the butthole <laughs> yeah. the entire time. I want to be it's, real honest. It's real upsetting. I well, it's help. right. It's right there, and it's just perfect. It's like it's just meant to be a butthole. All the hair is like this is a butthole. I I, I, I got nothing to respond. Like to that all way. the hair got together. And yeah. decided. This no. is where we're going to put our butthole. We're going to make sure it's really easy for everyone. It's not, hey, it doesn't work that way with other animals. Are you really rubbing yourself on the, the microphone? He's getting cuddly. He's getting into it. Because I looked at your butthole. <sighs> Cats, yeah. cat butts, they do, they, they like, they'll come at you, they nuzzle with you, and then they turn immediately around and put their butt right in your face. It is a little weird. Sorry, I'm using this. That's all right. This is getting, so can you give him to purr? He's right in the microphone. How do I do it? Uh, touch the bottle. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, truth is, we don't want to. We don't want to stop talking to you out there, but we have to. But we'll we'll continue next time. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.